Welcome to Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. I am your host, Lori McGraw. I have spent the past 30 years in leadership, and over the years, I've come to learn one thing. Women need women, and not just any women, but inspiring women. Tune in every week to hear from women at the pinnacle of their careers and from others who are just starting out. Episodes can be found at inspiringwomen.show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women. And today I'm speaking with Maya Inonem Siva, and she is a licensed physical therapist with a doctorate in that. And she also is an athletic trainer um, who started her early career doing physical therapy in Boston, coming out of um, Boston University. And Maya has been traveling as a physical therapist. She's also a licensed athletic trainer, um, works in performance sports and post-surgical rehabilitation rehabilitation. And Maya, I'm really excited to be talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me on, Lori. I'm, I'm very much so looking forward to this conversation. Terrific. Well, this is great. So you are a physical therapist, so a licensed clinical professional. And um, I am looking forward to sort of hearing about sort of how you chose that profession and what you're doing with it. But as we always get started with um, inspiring women, let's get grounded in what you're doing right now. What do you do day to day for your career? How, how did you start out there? Of course. So right now I am doing a travel therapy contract. It's similar to travel nursing in that you take three to six month contracts across the nation, depending on where you want to go. I am currently in Birmingham, Alabama. It's my first time in the South, so I'm very excited about this. I came here in January to help out with the COVID crisis, and I am currently doing home health, which I don't think people know is a very common way of doing physical therapy. Um, However, It is when a patient gets out of the hospital and they come home, oftentimes they are weaker than they were before and they're not able to independently ambulate. They're not able to independently get dressed or take a shower. So that is where physical therapy comes in to the home. We order anything that's needed, such as a walker or a cane, if they haven't come home with that from the hospital. And then we work with them for about a month or two to get them back on their feet and and get them back to being independent. Yeah, and I have to believe there's a tremendous growing need for that kind of service with, you know, we've got the silver tsunami and we've got so many of the baby boomers who are now aging out of the workforce and those kinds of services are more and more needed. So that's interesting. And we'll talk more about that, Maya. But why don't, why don't we just start with sort of how did this begin? You know, where did your career journey start? You're just a couple years into it. So you're early in, in the journey. But where, where did you start and get into physical therapy as your choice? So I was actually that person where I knew right off the bat I wanted to be a physical therapist. Ever since high school, growing up, I was always in athletics from track to gymnastics to dancing. I don't know anybody who wanted to be a physical therapist in high school. So that's interesting (laughs) right there. I have to honestly say a great big thank you to my physical therapist that I had in high school because I had a decade of low back pain up until I met that amazing physical therapist and that person changed my life because they pushed me to a limit I didn't know I could reach. I got stronger than I ever was before and my back still no longer bothers me to this day. 
So they made up my mind that this is what I want to be. And this is the impact I want to make on other people. Well, that is great to have somebody to um, that you can aspire to be. And boy, um, that, I would love to not have lower back pain myself, Maya. But you also started out in Russia. You do, you're not originally from the United States. So you came here at an early age. So is this so tell us a little bit about that, those beginnings. Yeah, so I was born in Russia, actually in the cold part of Russia, in Siberia. It takes about two days to fly home if I ever go home. And my parents uh, applied for the green card lottery and just happened to win it, both of them. So they took a chance. Um, They both had higher up degrees in physics. My dad has a PhD. My mom has a master in optics. And they came to the U.S. Unfortunately, were not able to work based off of their degrees. And they worked in, I think, a bakery. And I think my dad worked in like a men's warehouse selling suits while they were doing their master's of business administration at night school. So growing up, I saw their work ethic and I just strived to be like them. So from an early age, they kind of instilled that hard work ethic in me. And we grew up in New Jersey. We did a good amount of traveling up and down the coast. And I saw Boston during one of our random trips and it just reminded me of home not only the culture but the temperature and just the being next to the water was very pleasant (laughs) and that is kind of how i found out about boston university in the first place and then taking a look into their programs they had this wonderful accelerated program where you do a bachelor's in athletic training directly into a doctor of physical therapy degree that was something that you had to apply for in high school. So you had to have known you wanted to end up as a physical therapist because otherwise it's four degree, uh, four years, I'm sorry, of the bachelor. You go out, you take your GREs, you have to do volunteering slash observation hours at a physical therapy clinic and then apply to PT school. So seeing that they had this six-year accelerated program got me real excited about going to Boston. And I just knew that's that's where I wanted to end up. Well, I think, Maya, it's it's interesting to me that you had such a very clear focus on the career outcome um, that you wanted. I mean, more often what I see in young professionals or college students is they're sort of sorting it out and they're trying out different things. So when you were at Boston University, I'm certain you met all types of new people. I mean, that's um, a general college experience. What did you learn along the way? Did you ever pivot away from physical therapy? or was that always sort of like, you know, the place you wanted to end up and, and you're obviously doing that now? Honestly, in the beginning, I don't think I quite knew how rigorous an accelerated degree would be. And the first part of the program was based in athletic training, which is more, you're not only doing rehab for athletes, but you're doing that on-field management of injuries. You're triaging if someone gets seriously injured. And you're really being that liaison between the athlete and someone like a physician where they might only see the physician once a month, maybe. So going into that freshman year, we we started off with the anatomy and all of those medicine-based classes right away. And as a freshman, that's not the typical freshman experience, if you know what I'm talking about. It's been a (laughs) long time, Maya, but I remember. (laughs) (laughs) yep we were we were up at eight going to class all day and then going to clinical rotations immediately afterwards so 
there were times where I, I doubted myself and I thought, this isn't for me. This is too hard. I'm always stressed out. All of my friends are out there partying or alternatively, they're working and they have some money to spend. Meanwhile, here I am just studying 24-7. But I did meet some incredible people along the way. A lot of them are still some of my closest friends to this day. And through it all, we, we just we did it together. A lot of long nights, a lot of tears. <laughs> But uh, I'm happy we finished the program together because I don't think without those peers, I don't think I would have gotten through it all. Well, it's great to have a network. And Maya, so when when did you actually graduate? It's, it's just a couple of years ago, correct? Yep, it was in 2018. Honestly, I was pretty lucky to have finished the athletic training part of it first because I actually worked through grad school. I was able to do some per diem shifts on the weekends covering little kids soccer games or tournaments, um, just to have a little bit of extra cash to live on while studying and getting my doctorate. Okay, well, well, great. So now let's talk about, and then what happened? So you've, you're very passionate about the work that you're doing. It was hard, but you did it and you accomplished it. And you're, you're a licensed professional in the field that you love. And then boom, you're out of school, you're at your first couple jobs and the pandemic hit. So tell us what happened there. Yeah, so immediately after school, I was lucky enough to have been hired by my last clinical rotation. It was a great setting. I had a great mentor who was my age, maybe just a few years older. So we were learning together and he was really able to be that person for me who I was able to reach out for in regards to any questions I might have had. However, that evolved into a position that was a little closer to my passion which was more working with athletes. And it was in downtown Boston with Spine and Sports Injury Center. This was a clinic where there were chiropractors and physical therapists working alongside each other next to a functional fitness gym. So a lot of our um, patients, they were athletes who had gotten injured from the gym. And we had a great report because we would also work out at that gym and there was a great network. Unfortunately, COVID hit and the gyms closed. And then we lost the majority of our patients. And as the newest hire, I was laid off. We were given an option to continue seeing patients on like an as needed basis, but essentially within a week or two, pretty much all of our patient caseload dropped off. So I made the difficult decision to move back home. My mom was in New Jersey and she was alone, which I think is hard for, for anyone trying to trying to do quarantine alone and on top of that my roommate had a friend who was in a not great housing situation and really needed a place to stay so I saw this as a way out I said hey you can sell that my room I'll just go home I'll stay with my family and I won't lie I wasn't employed for probably four to five months and that was a difficult time because I tend to be the kind of driven person I like to have an agenda. I like to be up, you know, running at 10, making lunch at 12. And after five months of that, the days all start to blend together. 
And during that during that time, Maya, because so, I think this is very interesting. I mean, so many of the we'll just call it the twenty somethings, the living back home with parents. You know, during this crisis time of the pandemic, your job is pretty much evaporated. You know, for I mean, not just you, but so many physical therapists. And so, how did you cope? How did you fill your day? How how is your outlook? Just give us some perspective on that. It's difficult, right? And and I'm very interested into also how you're coming out of it and what your thoughts are about your career trajectory, just to sort of, you know, think ahead of um, some perspective on that. Of course, I literally drew up a daily planner and I tried to keep my days as organized as possible. That just suits my personality. I know it's not for everyone, but I didn't want to fall into the lull of not having anything to do day in and day out. So I felt like if I stayed driven if I kept on networking, if I kept on thinking what the next step would be, then it would come along and it would be a good opportunity. And that is actually answering your next question. I, in the back of my head, had always wanted to do travel therapy. I mean, having come from Russia, been in New Jersey, moving to Boston, I tend to move around a lot and exploring really excites me. So I really wanted to see more parts of the United States and as well as help where help was needed. So I got in contact with some recruiters for travel staffing companies. I had already had a few of my friends start traveling, so they were really great mentors to me because they gave me the names of the best recruiters who had treated them well. And it was a long process. I think we were applying for, let's say, two months or so actively, two positions. But even during COVID quarantine, the travel jobs all fell off, and there were maybe 10 to 12 jobs in the nation at any one time. And as a comparison, when it's not COVID time, there's probably 10 to 12 positions per state. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there's quite a bit more options. And luckily, I got a hit in New Jersey. I was able to get emergency licensure in New Jersey due to COVID, which made the process much easier because otherwise it's about three to four months to apply for a Jersey license. And I was able to start working in July. We... Um, we being my boyfriend and I, he was working remotely. So he actually traveled down to South Jersey with me and we were able to get an apartment closer to my office and it worked out for, for six whole months. We were just working in New Jersey and I was able to see my family. He was able to see his. And then that's when I knew I wanted to continue traveling because the market had started picking up and I already had an in with a great recruiter and it was just seemed like the right decision at the time. So you had four to five months and it sounds like you stayed pretty active and in, in being focused on your career. And it also sounds like your passion for what you're doing remained. Were there, were there points in time during that searching that you wanted to just get out and try something completely different? Did you lose your confidence and how did you get it back if you did? Any thoughts on that? Honestly, I definitely had moments of doubt, but I still knew I wanted to be a physical therapist. Whether it was choosing travel therapy and just choosing the opportunity that came to me and saying yes to it and making the best of it, or just waiting it out and you know going back to Boston and accepting my old rollback or a different permanent position, I knew I wasn't going to be leaving healthcare anytime soon. I had hoped that sports would come back so that I could work as an athletic trainer on the side, but unfortunately it didn't happen at that time. So I had considered other options like starting a social network of physical therapy tips or like one of those YouTube videos where you're trying to teach people basic stretches and 
how to fix that pain and back pain at the home. <laughs> we all had it um, during quarantine. I know so many people had bad setups for, for uh, their working from home stations, but I did not do that. Unfortunately, I was just at the moment dealing with, you know, doubt, mental health issues and trying to stay focused through it all. And I was very lucky that the opportunity to travel presented itself when it did. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that is really fortunate, Maya. And, you know, to be able to continue to have that passion for something that you've since six years old been focused on wanting to do and being able to do it again, that's just wonderful. That's just absolutely wonderful. As you think about this last year, and and I know we're not out of the pandemic, we're still, we're emerging from it. Has it changed? Has the learnings from the past year changed your future outlook? If you think about what you're doing, now and what you might want to be doing, you know, five, 10 years from now, has anything changed based on this last year on um, any new perspectives? So with travel, it kind of opened up my eyes to different settings in physical therapy practice. So I was always an orthopedic outpatient physical therapist, which is what you would think of as, as physical therapy. Let's say if you hurt your shoulder, you go to a clinic two times a week, the person there would help you go through your exercises, stretch you out and then give you guidance. What I'm doing right now with my current contract is home health, like we had mentioned before, and I'd never done this before. It's a little bit more complicated in terms of medical conditions and diagnoses. The the patients usually come home quite a bit sicker than the patients that you would see an outpatient who are able to make it to a clinic. And before, I was always really set on being an outpatient therapist, but I've realized how much of a difference you make being in the patient's home and speaking to them or their caregiver. And they're so thankful. And seeing that change in just a few months has been really eye-opening. So I, in terms of that, I would definitely consider continuing home health, uh, especially for travel. I do think I'm going to continue that. As far as my 10-year plan goes, that still has not changed It is still my goal eventually to actually open a cash-based practice, questionably where I'm hoping that my travels will lead me to a more concrete decision of where I'd like to settle down. But um, as a cash-based practice, I would be able to treat a little bit more the way I'd want to while not being controlled by profit margins in outpatient clinics or insurance. Well, that's, um, it's also interesting how your focus has changed a little bit, it's become maybe perhaps at this moment in time, a bit more ex- um, expansive due to circumstances and tapped into something um, that is enjoyable to you travel and things like that. Maya, as a young professional, I'd like to know from young professionals, what you think about the tools that you need to grow your career and often mentors and, ro- and mentor networks um, tend to be important. Is that important to you? If so, how, how do you build that for yourself? I think it definitely is important. Um, Like I had mentioned, my first job out of um, university, I had a great mentor and he was really able to show me the way and continue, have me continue down the right track of continuing education and always being a continuing learner. So as a healthcare practitioner, we are continuously for the rest of our lives students. So if I ever give up and say, I don't want to read journals anymore, and I don't want to keep up with the evidence-based practice, that would make me a pretty bad clinician. And that is against my morals. Plus, I think a continuous learner is just the best kind of therapist. So unfortunately, the one thing I think is lacking, and you had mentioned business. In physical therapy school, we 
I think have maybe one or two business classes and I might be remembering wrong, but it doesn't quite give us the kind of background information necessary in order to start any sort of private practice. And I think that is the interest of a lot of individuals. And personally, for me, I've sought, sought out that information separately, whether it was from online, you know, there are um, mentors that come out who have opened successful businesses in the physical therapy world. And they go out and they create blogs and they create guides that are for meant for other physical therapists. Alternatively, I have considered taking some classes in um, business and marketing to try and do that in the future. But that is something that I'm, I'm keeping on the back end for now as I travel. Well, I think also realizing that you're going to need a whole set of skills and learning that you don't currently have to reach the aspirations that you're talking about, Maya, that sounds very smart to me. And I would just encourage you to build the network of people that you can turn to, classes and learning, always fantastic, but people who have been there, done that, that you can ask the questions that you might not want to ask in um, you know, a classroom experience is so helpful. But sounds like you've got your eyes set on the prize there. Maya, this is such an interesting conversation. As, as we just, you know, listeners, younger professionals like yourself who have great aspirations for themselves, any closing advice that you might give to others who might be listening? Of course. My advice would be to just continuously adapt and continuously learn. So if the right opportunity presents, even if it's not exactly what you had envisioned, take it say yes to it, make the most of it, because you never know what you'll end up learning and how your view of your future might change. So I definitely think through these difficult times, we need to continuously adapt and continuously learn to be the best that we can be. I think that's great advice. And it seems like you are living that advice personally, professionally. It's great to hear. This has been an excellent, inspiring women conversation with Maya Insomensiva. And Maya, I really appreciate talking to you today. Of course. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.